Hello, folks, and welcome again to the Spirit of Fire podcast. Uh, the last time we came to you, it was regarding E3, and this time around, we're going to be talking a lot about the happenings at RTX and some other stuff. Uh, I, first, I want to welcome back my usual co-hosts, Zach and Martin. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. Good. Doing fantastic. All right. And we also have a special guest in the house, and uh, his name is Brent. He's one of our uh, gaming group members. His, his name is HFFL Big Cheese. How you doing there, Brent? Pretty good. Good, good. So we're actually coming to you from all over the place. I'm here in Pittsburgh. Uh, Zach's in Chicago. Brent's in San Jose. And, of course, Martin is in Australia. So we are international, uh, as usual, and all spread out throughout the country, too. All right, so like I said, we're going to talk a lot about uh, the happenings for uh, RTX. And the first thing we're going to start off, is, it's pretty simple. I posted uh, quite a bit of pictures uh, regarding, uh, uh, you know, happenings at RTX. Um, there was uh, some folks that were lucky enough to get in early, uh, and they got some very cool uh, swag bags. And uh, I don't know what's in them. I wish I did. Kind of a little envious, but, you know. That's how that kind of stuff goes. Uh, another group, um, yeah, somebody does have some background noise, but that's okay. I think we can deal with that. Uh, so somebody, uh, a friend of mine um, named Drew Freeman, he uh, let me know about this group called uh, Mega64, and they actually have a booth at, um, at RTX as well. And if any of you folks that are listening to this, had a chance to uh, to see them, you know. If you went to RTX, had a chance to see them. I'd like to know what your experience uh, uh, was uh, with them, and really anything from RTX. Um, so, anyways, if you guys want to follow along with this podcast, like I said, I'll be mentioning the different articles so you can see what we're talking about. Uh, you know, there were some pictures there that were shown of the line, uh, the lineup for the first day, and that hallway was just packed. Uh, and it was pretty cool. It was nice to see. Uh, the 343 booth was set up pretty nicely. They had some nice uh, glass cabinets where they had various collectibles. And it wasn't just from stuff this year. It was actually stuff over the last roughly about seven years or so. Um, Megablock stuff, McFarlane, that kind of stuff. All right. So really, it's kind of hard to, to talk about pictures when, you know, it, it, this is just a, an audio thing. So, uh, you know. That's the way it is. <laughs> um, so then, uh, beyond RTX, by the way, I am going to mention some stuff regarding Mega Blocks stuff, uh, Halo Mega Blocks, and uh, in fact, that's the topic of the next, or that's the next discussion's topic. And uh, what it is is that Mega Blocks has posted a whole bunch of their new Halo sets on their website. So you can go and view them there. You can see uh, how much some of them sell for. They haven't put all the uh, pricings up for all the sets yet. Uh, I did do a preview on the NMPD police, cru police cruiser standoff. Now, NMPD, for those of you that aren't sure what that means, that is New Mombasa Police Department. Uh, this is new to Halo. It's the first time they've ever had uh, the NMPD included. And uh, there's not just this set. There's also a, uh, a Hornet set. Um, and, oh gosh, what are the other sets? Brent, do you know offhand what the other sets are? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay, that's okay. So, I know there's a, oh, oh, there's a Cyclops set, yeah. There's a police, NMPD Cyclops set, the Cruiser and the Hornet, and I think there might be one more. Um, so those are new to Mega Blocks, and, uh, I had the uh, opportunity to do a preview on one of those based off of their, uh, their images that they showed. 
All right, uh, let's see here. Moving along, we're just going to skip past the picture uh, articles for now because, like I said, it's kind of kind of boring just to talk about pictures when you can't really see them. So uh, the next thing here, um, this is another Megablocks thing, and uh, feel free, Brent, if you want to chime in because I know you know you, you're into Megablocks uh, a bit as well. Uh, but there was a reveal yesterday uh, at RTX, and that. Uh, was, if you folks know of the Shadow, uh, the vehicle, the Covenant vehicle in Halo 2, that is the set that they're promoting. That's one of the Halo 2 sets. And what's really cool about that set is that it's not just the Shadow, it also includes two Halo 2 Marines, uh, two Jackals, three Elite Honor Guards, um, a repainted, more accurate version of the Arbiter, the Prophet of Truth, which is the first time we're going to have one. There is another Prophet coming later this year in the Scarab set, but this is the first one that will be released. Uh, you know, So that will be cool. And then the last figure in the set, which is super cool, Sergeant Johnson. Nice. So this is absolutely a set to get, even if you don't necessarily collect Mega Bloks, because you got the Arbiter. Johnson, a prophet, and a whole slew of others there, plus the vehicle. Uh, the set is going to retail for around $55. I did get the word on that from uh, an official source within Megablocks. They said it would be around that around that much. I had guessed uh, before I found out that it was an exclusive that it would be around $50, uh, $50 based on the number of pieces. The number of pieces with the set is 485 So I usually go by the uh, the 10 cents per piece rule, which would bring that to around 48.50. So I rounded up a little bit to $50. Once I found out that it was an exclusive with Toys R Us, well, Toys R Us usually jacks up the price a little bit. So I thought maybe 60 So it was good to hear that it was actually right between my guesses. So that was pretty cool. All right. Uh, Brent, you got anything to, you want to bring in on that? Or you can bring your dad in too, because I know your dad <laughs> loves Mega Blocks. Feel free. I would, but he's he's on the other side of the house. It take me a couple minutes to grab him. But one thing I did <laughs> notice, I'm going to be the bad guy and be the be the nitpicker. Okay. Uh, I pay a lot of attention to detail. I noticed the the prophet looks like he's throwing a plasma grenade. Yeah, yeah, they did take some liberties on that for sure. <laughs> but other than that, uh, the the set looks awesome. Awesome. This might be something I, I have to pick this up. Yeah, definitely. And what's cool is the size of the uh, the uh, shadow itself. Uh, it actually uh, allows for a ghost to uh, to fit underneath it as it did in the uh, in the game. Uh, I think the only thing, and this this is me being nitpicky here. The only thing that I'm not really super thrilled with is the turret that's at the top. Looks a little funky, but you know what? If that's the only thing, given that you get. Uh, ten figures with this. Wait, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, you get ten figures with this, you know, and, and a very cool ship as well that I never thought they would do. But it's the right time being Halo Two anniversary. I mean, I'm not going to complain about a little turret. That's not a big deal, really. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. And 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 sorry for uh, Zach and uh, and Martin. I know uh, you know Mega Blocks aren't necessarily your guys' niche there, so <laughs> no worries, no worries at all. Okay. Um, Let's see. Well, it just so happens we have another Mega Bloks thing. Yeah, we yes, we're gonna have a bunch of these. So, uh, but don't worry, we, we we will definitely get Zach and Martin in on the conversations here. Uh, so, yesterday, uh, Mega Bloks had a contest for uh, for anybody that was there, and, and you could actually post on Facebook as well their Facebook page. Um, how many pieces uh, it took to make their 
uh, large mantis that they made. Now, the mantis that they made that's at RTX right now, it's seven feet tall, four feet wide. Uh, so, it, yeah, it does have a metal frame inside to keep it standing up, but, I mean, still, that's that's a pretty big model. Um, and also, I was told, uh, here, let me try and scroll down through the article to read this better, uh, that it was, it took, um, let's see, a team of three builders, six weeks working full-time uh, to build this. So, you know, that, that's that's a lot of building. Um, I, I took a, a, a shot at the guessing, and I uh, I did base my guess off of something else. I knew that the, the life-size Promethean Knight that they did was over 400,000 pieces. So this is a little bit smaller. So I guessed 343,343 pieces. Um, you know, just kind of a random number. You know, I don't, I don't know where I pulled that from, you know. <laughs> totally random. Yeah. So uh, no word yet on the winners yet, so we'll have to check back. Uh, but if you do, if you're one of the winners, and I think they picked the 10 closest to that, and they're doing that today, by the way, as, as well. Uh, so if you're one of the 10 closest, you will receive uh, one of their convention-exclusive Spartans. Now, let's go off on a, on a little bit of a sidetrack to this. Uh, and the reason for that is the same uh, uh, Spartan, it is a Cyan Mark six done in the halo four style it's got the new articulation which means it has better articulation in the shoulders and it has removable armor so it's very cool um this figure in fact is only being made available at conventions which again is rtx san diego comic-con probably GamesCon as well that's that's coming up pax prime and uh new york comic-con except guess who else halo fame okay. for life <laughs> Halo fan for life. We, uh, I am having uh, the second annual LAN extravaganza. That's our LAN party uh, in Pittsburgh on August 16th. And Mega Blocks uh, has been kind enough to sponsor us again this year. And they'll be sending us uh, several, I'll say, of these. It's going to be a decent amount of these that I'll be able to give away one to each person that comes uh, to, uh, to the event. And should I have any left over, I will... Uh, have some trivia contests and such uh, to give away the the leftover ones as well. So let me stress that, folks, don't panic about not being able to get this. There's going to be you know several conventions this will be at. I'll probably have some extras that I'll be giving away in the blog. So don't go onto eBay and spend ridiculous prices for this thing. There's no reason to do that. It's going to be plentiful. So. And, and, and of course, you're going to ship one to me, aren't you? It's just that's without saying. Um. Um, Actually, if I remember, <laughs> yeah, if I no. remember rightly, I think you were supposed to send me one of your other ones. That uh -oh. never came, so that never came. Oh I'm well, disappointed. well, uh -oh. you know what? Um, I'll give that to you when you come to the land. How about that? That's oh. <laughs> oh, a low blow. Low blow. Uh, no, no, no. That's fine. I'll send those both out to you at the same time then. Um, <laughs> But uh, so, like I said, we're going off on this little sidetrack here. While we're talking about the land, uh, I mentioned that it's August 16th in Pittsburgh. That is a Saturday. And uh, as luck would have it here, uh, two of the fellows here uh, are actually going to be uh, coming to this. And that would be Zach, again, from Chicago, and Brent in San Jose. They're going to be coming out to, uh, to the land. Uh, we've got several other folks that are part of the HFFL gaming group. Uh, there's DJ Booty, who uh, his name's Kevin, but we all call him Deej. He's coming from uh, 
Texas. Uh, and we've got, uh, let's see, Tetra, uh, tetrahedrite, uh, who might be able to, oh, well, he's going to make it. I think he's going from Alabama to stop over in Virginia and then make his way up to the land then on that Saturday. So we got a lot of people coming from all over the place. I've got several folks that are local as well. Penn's Halo, who's part of our gaming group is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, you know, we're really, uh, practically all of the Halo fan, Halo fan for Life gaming group is going to be there, uh, except there's this one dude, you know, that down under. I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what his deal is. You know, I mean, it's only two thousand dollars from Australia to to here yeah. for a trip. I mean, shoot, nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yeah. I started swimming about two weeks ago. I'm calling from my boat that I that I hijacked. Okay, currently. And, and and whereabouts are you now? You're in uh, what Hawaii? You said. No, I'm on a boat. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, you're going by Hawaii? No, not that far no, yet. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go straight there. I'm just gonna go straight to LA and then walk to Pittsburgh. Oh, then, oh, no. he, he's lying. I just saw a boat pull up by the bay outside my house. Oh, yeah, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wish you could be here, Martin. Hopefully, one of these days. Um, but to continue on briefly here uh, about the land. Uh, there's some cool things happening with this, and I want to explain some of them. Uh, there will be some other prizes from uh, from Mega Blocks, and those will be awarded to the uh, the first, second, and third places for the free for all tournament that we're going to have. And should we have enough uh, participation, uh, we we will hold a doubles tournament as well, and there'll be prizes for first place uh, and maybe second place for that again, depending on participation. So uh, you know, there's some good stuff there. I can't really say what those prizes are yet uh, but as soon as it gets closer to the date then uh, I'll be allowed to reveal what those are. Now <clears throat> on this note last year I held the LAN at an actual gaming center and I hired the business to do that uh, and we were there for three hours. It was only three hours and I felt at that time just kind of really blew by considering you know, that it, you know I didn't take a whole lot of time to plan it but it still felt like you know, I put some time into it, and then the three hours just went by way too fast. Uh, besides, the place was a little smaller, and and the time that I took to get this going, we had you know close to twenty people there, and uh, and it was pretty filled up. So I decided this year. Uh, that I wanted the time to be longer for the land so we could really just enjoy playing and, and chatting and hanging out, you know. Uh, and I wanted to have some more space to do this. So I'm going to now be holding it at my home here in Pittsburgh, and it's going to be for eight hours. It's going to run from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. You're welcome to come a little early if you want. Uh, staying late, no, because uh, I think some of the fellows and I, my wife will stay home, but some of the fellows and I are going to be going out to Permantes out. Afterwards, and Permanis is a local yeah. sandwich shop. Yeah, Zach knows he was here last year. It's good stuff. You know, okay. hey, just, just 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 on that note, Sal, I was watching a, a program on NFL Network, and they had a they had some I can't remember what team he played for, and they asked how much he could eat in one sitting, and he said, "Well, I actually had two Permanis sandwiches." <laughs> And I was like, hey, I know where that is. There you go. <laughs> nice. That's a cool shout out for sure. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. Um, well, we're going off on a further tangent, but uh, uh, oh, God. Jimmy Fallon, anytime he comes to Pittsburgh, Jimmy Fallon from Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, he, he loves Permanis. So he goes there every time he comes to Pittsburgh. So that's pretty cool. 
So, mm. but anyway, so uh, so you know the land time. Um, as far as any admission price, this is where I need your folks' help. That's you guys talk. I'm talking to uh, you know and. and uh, and everybody out there listening and anybody that, uh, you know, reads the blog or, or finds me through Twitter, um, I unfortunately am unemployed, so I need to raise some money to get this land paid for. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to have to charge just a ridiculous price to everybody that comes, and I'm trying to avoid that. So uh, what I'm doing then is to help raise the money. I'm also holding a charity fundraiser with this. So the way it works is I I only need and I know it says only but I only need to raise a thousand for the land and then the renewal for the HFFL domain. Uh, so basically, all the money up to two thousand dollars will be split evenly, so that one thousand would go to HFFL and one thousand would go to the charity. By the way, the charity is the Autism Society of Pittsburgh. You can check them out online. I I'll get to a minute why I chose them. Uh, so let's say, for instance, that I only raised a thousand. Well, then five hundred would go towards the land. Five hundred would go to the charity. If I raised two thousand, I already said a thousand to each. But if I raise anything over two thousand, HFFL will only get a thousand because that's all I need. I'm not going to take anything more than I need, and all the extra money over two thousand will go to the charity. So I'm really asking you, folks. It doesn't matter if it's 50 cents, a dollar, whatever. Um, if you found enjoyment either through the podcast or through uh, through the website or from Twitter, whatever means, the Facebook page that I have, if you found any kind of entertainment value through HFFL, I would ask you to donate. Like I say, it's not just to help me raise the money for the land, but it is going to benefit uh, the Autism Society of Pittsburgh. Now, the reason why I chose that, that uh, charity is because Mega Blocks themselves are big supporters of their local uh, autism uh, charity, which is Autism Speaks. And me being a, a good friend of one of the vice presidents there, uh, I wanted to kind of honor him as well as Mega Brands, uh, who is the parent company of Mega Blocks, uh, for you know uh, everything that they've done for that autism uh, group and for me and for the Halo community as well. So I wanted to honor them by choosing that specific. Uh, a charity. Um, so uh, I did, in fact, I've talked with them. They, they are kind enough to say that uh, they're going to promote this as well. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get some funds going through there. As far as how you can donate, uh, there is a PayPal button on the main page. Um, you can do that. Now, bear in mind that they do take some fees out. It doesn't matter. I mean, whatever you can send, you know, that's fine. Uh, like I said, I mentioned this on the blog before. If I were lucky enough to get uh, 50 cents from every person that came to the blog in just one day, I would have enough to pay for the land. If I were to get a dollar, I'd have enough to pay for the land and give the charity a thousand dollars and more. So really, you know, I, I really hope that you folks will, you know, just consider, you know, 50 cents a dollar or whatever. I'm not asking much. It's not mandatory. I'm never going to have fees for the site. Uh, that's something I just don't believe in. I don't believe as a fan that I should be charging other fans for information that you probably can find elsewhere. It's just that I compile it together and I do have my own little niche things that I do. You know, the Mega Blocks reviews, the, the fact versus fiction uh, stuff, you know, uh, that's the science of Halo, uh, you know, besides the podcast as well. So, you know, I do offer my own unique things within uh, uh, my blog. So, 
you know, just consider it. Um, I'm going to try not to hit you too much uh, harder on the head about this. I'll just post once in a while on the blog before uh, before the land comes up. But I need your help. Uh, autism needs your help. So, uh, you know, consider it, folks. All right. <clears throat> so let's move on. Um, to uh, to the next topic, then. Did you guys want to say anything about the land, by the way? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brent, is this, this this is this your first time out of uh, California, or first? This is your first flight alone, right? This is my first flight alone, but I've been out of Cali before. Right, but it's your first time coming alone, so that's kind of cool. By the way, uh, I should also add in an early happy birthday to Brent. Uh, his his birthday is later this month. Oh, nice. He'll be an old man of 19. Oh, my gosh. You know? I'm not going to say how old I am, but let's just say I could be his father. Oh, I could be your father in a weird universe. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of a stretch, Zach. But, <laughs> but um yeah, Zach. Zach has. Uh, he was here, like I said, last year, and uh, he knows the places. Some of the places we'll be going to, and I'm trying to talk him into moving here. <laughs> I, would, I would love to, honestly. Yeah, it's a you know, it, it's inexpensive to live here. Uh, you know, we've got great neighborhoods. Uh, so you know, fiber. You have fiber. Fiber. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the main reason. This is the main reason anyone moves anywhere. Internet. Oh, oh, wait. Wait. Wait, you said... Wait, you didn't say fiber. You mean fiber optics. Yeah. Oh, God. Why did I think fiber as in fiber of the food supplement? I'm sure there's lots of leafy greens and, you know... Yeah. I'm like, you can find fiber anywhere. Oh, what? You know? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well... Okay, maybe I should just move along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll move on then to uh, uh, RTX's day two, which is uh, which actually is today as we're recording this is Saturday, and uh, <clears throat> there were some cool things that happened today. Um, let me just try and look at the schedule here quickly. There were some things I mentioned. Uh, Achievement Hunter had a panel, and if you folks aren't familiar with Achievement Hunter. Uh, they do uh, a weekly um, little video called Fails of the Week, where and they do spell week as W-E-A-K, not week as in seven days, but as in being a weak person. Um, and it, it's usually a short video. I think they do like 10 clips of, uh, of different fails in Halo. Um, they've been doing a lot in Halo Reach, and they've got some in Halo 4. So I definitely suggest checking that out. I post their stuff from time to time. I reblog their uh, their videos. Uh, but they're very fun to watch. Um, sometimes the guys banter a bit too much, and you and you kind of miss some of the action. Or, you know, it's some, what I sometimes do is I just kind of block out what they're saying and just watch the video, and then I'll go back and I'll listen to what they say. But it, so it's it's good. It's good fun. Um, now the big thing that happened today was that there was a three four three Halo Master Chief panel, and uh, and there is a lot of news to talk about that. Uh, so I'm actually going to disregard the rest of the schedule because honestly, if you're a Halo fan, the thing to be at for RTX this year was that panel. So let's go ahead and just talk some, uh, about that panel and, uh, you guys feel free, uh, you know, at any point to chime in, I'm going to be mentioning some things, um, 
that happened uh, or, or that they talked about during this. Oh, and by the way, before I get to that, um, just so you folks know, uh, RTX had to shut down early last night because, believe it or not, there was a bomb threat. And that's I find that just absolutely ridiculous. Um, why would somebody call in a bomb threat for a geek festival, you know? Like, Arm the bomb. You know, yeah, well, you know, I, I kind of did joke about that with somebody bomb on Twitter. Planted. Yeah. I mean, but but really, you know, I mean, all we all the you know, all the people are, are just gamers, you know, they're harmless. So I really kind of found it disheartening that somebody would be um you know, that would just do something like that. Because what if there would have been a panic and people would have started running and they could have trampled each other because somebody could have really got hurt. So I really hope like that they catch whoever that was. It's kind of the same situation where uh, last year with the uh, Extra Life charity fundraiser that somebody, uh, DDoS, attacked the site. So yeah. Could it's like, who, who, what kind of shitty person does that? Yeah. You know, and that, that really is crappy that people do that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand some people nowadays. By the way, yeah, we will get to that charity uh, in another podcast. And definitely Halo Fan for Life. Uh, we'll be supporting that uh, uh, as well. Uh, and I know, Zach, you did it as well. And hopefully we can get some more fellows here together for that. Maybe we can do it as a whole group thing and really raise a nice chunk of change. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to the topic we were talking about. And uh, this is basically my recap of the 343 Certain Affinity Halo Master Chief Collection panel from RTX. Uh, and if you guys, uh, Zach, Brent, and uh, Martin, want to just kind of follow along on the uh on the article, you can kind of see what uh, what I posted there. So, uh, Bravo was the host for this, and there were four panelists. And you'll forgive me that I don't know who all of them were. I know that a couple were from 343, and then there was Max Hoberman, and then another fellow, I believe, that was from Certain Affinity. Now, Max Hoberman, for those of you that don't know, he used to be an employee of Bungie during the Halo 2 days. And in fact, he's the guy that was in charge of Halo 2 multiplayer. And he told the story of how that all came about. Okay, so I'm going to try and retell this story. And if I screw some facts up, please forgive me. Uh, I'm trying to do this from memory. And like I said, I'm old enough to be Brent's father. So, you know, put two and two together on that. (laughs) Anyways, so so Max uh, was working uh, with Bungie or for Bungie, and uh, he had proposed to uh, to the heads of Bungie uh, to have uh, multiplayer uh, online for Halo 2, and the guys there said, well, you know, we already did multiplayer, uh, you know, we really, you know, we want to do something new, and the plan had actually been for them to have a 32-person multiplayer for Halo CE, but that didn't work out, so they were going to try that then for Halo 2. And, you know, things... You know, just kept rolling along with development, and Max was persistent and just kept asking him, kept asking him, kept asking him, and finally uh, they relented and said, "Okay, we'll give you one designer, and you can develop multiplayer stuff, uh, but we're still going to go with the 32-person, uh, you know, uh, multiplayer, you know, that we want to do." So some some period of time passed. I'm not sure how long that was, but. As we all know, the 32-person part of it never materialized. In fact, Max said that it never really went beyond a piece of paper. But in the meantime, he and his other uh, person on his team uh, had really been going, uh, you know, full strength at developing as much as they could. And, uh, you know, so really, if 
if you want to credit anybody for Halo 2's multiplayer, uh, Max Hoberman is the man for that to do, you know, for, for you to, uh, to praise on that. Now, he is the head of Certain Affinity as well, uh, and that's why Certain Affinity has had such a long relationship, uh, with Halo, you know, the franchise with Bungie and 343 over the years because of Max Hoberman's position. Well, he also, he also kind of shaped in that sense, like the future of Halo matchmaking. Like had, Absolutely. had Halo Two been like thirty-two person multiplayer, like who knows what the later iterations would have been. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I, see, he, he believe, would, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I believe what he was talking about that at that time that that on the panel when he brought that up was the Jason Jones and them wanted to do just large scale. That's right. Big, big, big sort of big team battle type maps right. and Max wanted to come along and do smaller scale close combat. Yeah, close um, combat, more intimate setting, yeah. Yeah, they kept saying they kept saying, No, 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 we're gonna go with the with the full scale um, warfare type experience. But In fact that's what he called took, it. That's what they said they yeah. were gonna call that warfare. That's that's pretty cool. But go ahead, Martin. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, so <laughs> after a lot of sort of dragging Jason Jones and them around a bit and then they he finally got his way. And so yeah, that's when they gave him all the um, liberties to create a, a more multi, a bigger multiplayer experience. Yeah, and and here's here's a, a cool bit of information. Actually, you know what? I'll get to that a little bit later because it, it does play in a little bit later uh, in the conversation regarding this. So we'll get to Max uh, again in just a moment. Okay, so Bravo did reiterate again what all will be coming on the Halo Master Chief Collection disc, and so if you folks need to know again. Uh, hopefully you already do, but if you need to know, it's going to include Halo CE Anniversary, Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, Halo 4, as well as the live-action production Halo Nightfall, and that's being done by Ridley Scott, so you know it's going to be a good production because he's a he's an A-lister director. As well, uh, about a month later after it releases in, in December, uh, you also have access to the Halo 5 uh, Guardians beta, so and that's going to run for several weeks. So uh, there's a whole lot jam packed on that, and that's all the campaigns, all of the original multiplayer, and then with regards to Halo 2, we're also going to have six remastered maps that you'll actually be able to forge with, which is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, and you know, there's just a whole bunch of stuff that goes with that. So uh, again, that's what all is coming on this disc, and that's you know some of the stuff we're going to talk about. So. Uh, they brought up some of the uh, the the user interface panels uh, that we'll see in game, and uh, the first one that they showed was the campaigns where you're able to pick which campaign you want to play. Now, within each campaign, there's also playlists in that where you can play from start to finish. You can play start to finish on legendary, and I think they even mentioned you might be able to do it start to finish on legendary. Uh, lasso, you know, which is legendary all skulls on, which is the absolute hardest setting that you can get. Uh, but within that, there's also uh, other types of playlists, like if you want to play all of the uh, levels through all of the campaigns that, that uh, deal with warthogs, or that, you know, you're using a scorpion tank. So there's some pretty cool intermingling there between uh, the different uh, campaigns. Now, here's another very cool point. When you switch from game to game, so let's say you go from Halo CE Anniversary to Halo 3, the background will change from being a Halo Anniversary background, uh, Halo CE Anniversary background, to a Halo 3 background, and the music will change from CE Anniversary to Halo 3. So 
I just thought awesome. that was pretty freaking cool. Yeah. So we're not getting like, there's not going to be like all new music or anything and they're not getting rid of any of the music. All of the music is going to be in there. So that to me is just, I mean, like you can't get any better when it comes to Halo to have all of this stuff on one disc and just all these little intricacies that are included. Um, so It'd be nice if they got rid of the Halo 4 music. But. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, much, I think. Uh, the, you know, the one that just kind of irks me for the Halo 4 one is just the lobby music. I, I really yeah, don't like the, the wailing. Like the war games yeah. music is just awful. Yeah. So, okay, so then uh, after that, they showed us uh, a multiplayer uh, screen. And within that, oh, geez, there was there were several things here. Let me try and open up the... Uh, uh, the image better here. So they showed uh, within the multiplayer list that they had currently, there's Halo 2 Anniversary Team. Now, that is uh, with the remastered maps, and we'll get to some of those later as well. But those are just slightly different uh, than Halo 2 as far as gameplay goes. Slightly. It's not a big difference. However, they do have a Halo 2 Classic Team, and that means you'll be playing on the original maps, exactly as we played them back in 2004 on forward. So if you want that classic experience, it's there. Uh, there will be Team Slayer, regular Team Slayer, and that's one of the playlists that uh, when you get a chance to go into that, you can vote on uh, a map that may be from Halo CE Anniversary or Halo 3 or Halo 4, and then whenever whatever one gets voted on, that's the engine that, that gets started up. So if Halo 3 gets voted on, it starts up the Halo 3 engine, and you play in the Halo 3 settings. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and there's all kinds of playlists uh, that uh, that are listed. There'll be more to come as they, you know, get feedback from the community. As you know, they just basically check the stats on what's working, what isn't. So there's it's just a ton of opportunity with that. Okay, you know, now what's interesting about the screenshot, real quick, mm -hmm. is that under Big Team Battle, what they have selected only Halo One, Two, and Three are. It says under the games in this hopper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. There's so the, it's not showing uh, Halo Four in the hopper, and obviously the hopper we mean it's just it's displaying which games are available for what playlist. So yeah, um, yeah. I think they kind of took a hint from a lot of the community <laughs> regarding big team for Halo Four. <laughs> I mean, that's like say, the most popular playlist now, though. It is. They did say that it's only sort of placeholder and they're still working out the kinks and ideas. True enough. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did include it. Right. And, and yeah. the cool thing is, is, and I didn't mention this earlier, uh, as part of this uh, this whole set, all of the maps, all of the DC uh, DLC, all of the PC maps, all maps that have ever been released officially for Halo... Uh, will be in this disc, so you don't have to worry about buying any D DLC. Uh, you know, you can go in and enjoy custom games on on any of these maps. And I know for me, I didn't really get the chance to play those PC maps, so I am really looking forward to checking those out. How about you guys? Any of you guys experienced the PC part of it? No, no. Yeah, I, I I've never played Halo on PC, so okay. I'm really interested to see the maps actually. Yeah, Brent. I I played a little bit of Halo PC, but I usually just played on the the massive modded map. So I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what the base ones were. Cool, cool. Yeah, that, that's you know I just think that's a really uh, cool thing. Initially, they had said at E3 that those weren't going to be included, but then they came out later to say that they would indeed be included. So you know that's pretty cool. All right, so now the next part. This 
I thought was very cool. We, as the players, will finally have the opportunity to make our own custom controller setup. No more confusing bumper jumper. Yeah, so no matter <laughs> you can you any button that you want to make do any particular thing, you can do. So you can make your own custom setup however you want to. And the cool thing is, you can make that setup and it will cross over all the games. Obviously, the certain fe- features that work in Halo 4 that don't exist in the other games, you know, those buttons won't work for that. And that's okay. You know that the base, you know, uh, uh, buttons will work. So, you know, you know you're going to throw grenades with this button. You're going to fire with this one, you know. Uh, you're going to switch with this. You're going to um, reload with this button, you know. And then it's just the extra buttons then as they progress through the games, you know, uh, what to do. So, you know, y- using equipment or sprinting or using your armor ability. So that's really cool. If you want to make your own, you're going to be able to do this. Now, they did say that they will have some preset ones that uh, uh, will work for each of the games, as well as uh, preset ones that will be, like, universal So you know for all the games. So you can choose those as well, or you can have your own setup. So I just really think that that's just awesome that they finally put some power into the gamers' hands to decide how they want uh, their setup to be. What do yeah. you guys think? Um, it'll be nice to play Bumper Jumper on Halo 2, finally, instead of having to, like, relearn default every time I try to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what's interesting about this is it'll be kind of interesting, it'll be kind of, uh, from, like, a esports um, perspective, it'll be, it'll be interesting to kind of see um, how, what extra time it takes to configure each profile when they go, say, to play on the main stage, if somebody's got some weird, like, weird button combination that they set their controller to, it might take them, like, five minutes to set it up, you know? Let, let me ask you a question here, then, Zach, because I don't know this, and since you're you're our uh, our pro guy for this, um, were they allowed to do that in previous tournaments? or did mean? Were they allowed to use, uh, not, not custom setups, obviously, but were they allowed to use anything other than default? Yeah, I mean, you can use Bumper Jumper, you can use Recon or Southpaw or whatever the hell you want. Okay. Southpaw. Uh, I know some I, people. I know a few people. Yeah, I know a couple really. people do, actually, yeah. Um, I think it was legit from Straight Ripping back in the day. I think he used, like, it was either Recon or it might have been Boxer. I know I know T-Squared, maybe T-Squared, I'm not sure. But one of them used Boxer, I remember that. Huh. I, okay. I, I use recon currently. Yeah, yeah F4, three, four, and reach. Yeah, that's 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 me too. Um, okay, so they did allow you to, to use their preset ones. So yeah, that's interesting. Then uh, are they going to allow them to use their own custom one, or do they still have to use at least the preset ones? So yeah, that's an interesting question. Maybe we should ask three four three that on Twitter or something. That's that's yeah. a pretty good question. You might want to write that one down there, Zach, and, and pitch that to him. I'd be interested to know that, and I think everybody else would, too. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, so uh, moving on, though, we'll get back. Uh, we were going to bring back uh, some talk about Max uh, Hoberman again. Um, so uh, we mentioned the whole thing about 32 multi, uh, 32-person multiplayer and how he was able to, to bring in the more intimate settings. Um, and what was shown at the panel were three of uh, the paper designs for uh, some of the more popular maps. Uh, Midship was shown, and, uh, you know, as we know, that's, that's like, one of the classic 
uh, maps, uh, certainly for Halo 2, if not all of Halo. Uh, and he, he had a little story about that, how he came about with it. It's basically that he wanted to have a 2v2 map for CTF where one person would be offense, one person would be defense, but the guy that was on defense would still have the ability to play somewhat offensively because he'd be able to see most of the map. And most certainly it does play out like that. Um, I remember playing its uh, successor on Halo 3, if you'll forgive me, I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, uh, it was, you know, I always enjoyed playing that map. Um, so I look forward to playing on the original one uh, as well. I know that I, I think I played it a couple times in Customs, uh, the original on Halo 2, but I unfortunately I didn't get to experience that in, uh, in the full-on multiplayer. It's interesting okay. how there was a little bit of different, like... Uh... Um, like there's a tunnel underneath, it right. looks like, and a couple of ladders, and it's interesting to see the original sketch and then the final kind of right, the final you know uh, iteration. That, you, you know what that you know what that paper sketch kind of makes it kind of looks like to me. What it, um, it looks like fallopian tubes that are flowing into the okay, uterus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. But yeah, 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 it definitely does. You know, so I mean, if, if you know. Okay, you know what? That's all we'll say about that. <laughs> Martin, were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm going to assume that because they had the three paper sketches in there, that they're most likely the what will be in those six custom maps that they remade. Yeah, that's well, we'll see. And you know what? That's actually a good segue to the next paper model uh, that was shown, and that is Ascension. Uh, and what's cool about uh, the original one for Ascension was... There were not uh, a lot of those walkways that were shown. In fact, they were instead uh, floating rocks. Uh, and uh, for those of you that know what the leap of faith is, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, the leap of faith, basically, you're jumping off part of the map, and then you, there's a little platform below it. Um, and uh, what, yeah, and, uh, and there's also a lift there. And uh, I know in, uh, what was that, Halo... Reach. There was a, a the, um, what do you call it? A teleport. Was there a teleport in the original? Yeah, there was. Okay, yeah. so I couldn't remember that. But so on the leap of faith, the original uh, thought from Max is he he wanted to put in a fog layer between where you jumped off of it and where you landed. So that's why it was really going to be a leap of faith because you were jumping through the fog, so you weren't sure if you're going to make it or not. Um, so I don't know if that's going to show up in the, in the new version. Cause we did get a it look at that. It didn't look, it didn't look like it. Just like right. a straight jump off no fog. Right. But, uh, as we can see then from that paper sketch to what, uh, what it became, uh, it certainly went through several different changes. And, uh, you know, now we have the classic Ascension map that we, uh, that we have. Uh, but still it was really cool to see that one. Um, now, moving on to the last one that they showed, uh, this, had, this one has a neat story, too. Uh, it's Zanzibar. And, uh, and for those that know it from Halo 3, that's uh, Last Resort. And it did go through some changes there. But Zanzibar came about because uh, at the time, Bungie didn't have anything that they considered sexy enough to show off at E3 that year. So, you know, they asked Max to, you know, come up with something. And Zanzibar is what he came up with. And so, you know, this, you know it just shows that, um, you know, he, he was a little under the gun, but yet his creative energy was really flowing and gave us just a fantastic map. I personally love that map. I think it's great. What do you guys, how about you, Zach? What's your opinion on that? 
Um, Zanzibar is not my favorite of all time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, it, like, there's, at least the Halo 3 version is just, like, so, like, open in the middle. Yeah. And then there's, like, you gotta walk forever to get to one place. And I, I don't know. It's just not my favorite. I'll play it, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm more so, like, the arena type, you know. Sure. Kind of smaller. Like, Midship is, like, one of my favorite maps. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, I think I, I liked it. Well, again, I, I really only ex- experienced it in Halo 3, but, I, you know, I think I liked it a lot for the visual aspect, of course, because it was a great-looking map. Um, but because there were different areas that you could fight at, um, the beach really didn't get a whole lot of fighting action on it until they started introducing, you know, like, uh, you know, other game types, you know, capture the flag and so on. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember many a time uh, camping at, uh, at, you know, Camp Froman, and uh, uh, how many times, you know, when we were playing Assault that, uh, you know, Zach, you and I and, and the group we used to be in, uh, you know, when we were on defense, we would totally have that base on lockdown. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so, you know, there were a lot of good memories I have from that map myself. Martin, any think, thoughts there? Yeah, I was going to say, I think what, what, what Zanzibar reminded me of, it was very bleak on Halo 2, like it was very grayish, kind of like an overcast day, and then when Last Resort came around, it was just so much prettier. On Halo 3, it was actually like a sunny beach setting. Um, no, just a lot different. I'm just interested to see if they do include it in the remakes, um, what kind of, which direction they'll take it, because they already kind of made it pretty and made it sort of yeah. more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, well, that is that is interesting. And we'll get to... Uh, two of the uh, the remake maps here very shortly. Um, so they did talk about some of the um, multiplayer goals. Uh, that would be to expand upon the core Halo 2 experience. Now, don't get excited, you folks that are purists. They're not going to screw around uh, with the original gameplay for the original maps, okay? Uh, we're talking more about the remastered, the six remastered maps here. Uh, so they go on to say the creative definitive version of each remastered map. And uh, by that remastered, they say that it's not a remake, it's an upgrade of the map. So everything that was there uh, prior is still there, and they've upgraded a few things. So as we already know, and we knew this from E3, Ascension is one of those maps. Now, what's pretty cool about this that they showed in uh, in the remastered version, uh, we <clears throat> not it's not just that the the middle part of the dish turns. I mean that, that that's cool, but it's it's that now there are three switches on that map that you can turn on, and it creates a shield, a bubble shield in the middle uh, in the dish, and you can't shoot through it. You can't throw grenades through it. I'm going to assume you can walk through it like you normally do, but they didn't show that. Um, so, you know, if there's a, if there happens to be a King of the Hill game and the hill's right there, man, you got some pretty damn good protection then. Uh, you know, um, I know one thing that that's going to do is the sight line from, uh, from Sniper Tower is going to be decreased because I know, you know, people use the, that sight line to be able, you know, that, that area to be able to shoot through. So, you know, there'll be a little bit of change there. Uh, another one of the things that they said they changed was the ramp. Uh, going up to where Banshee spawns at, that little end section there, they widened it just a little bit to allow for somebody to be able to sneak up better. 
and uh, and to have a little bit more fighting action there. And then as well, if you guys remember, there there was the little jump off point that was uh, next to Dish that went down to the long walkway. Um, that was a jump off point before. Now they've actually added a little piece that's like a ramp that you can go from. Uh, from the walkway up to the dish. So this is the remastered version. Again, the original is staying the original. This is just the remastered version. So, you know, they've added some other things that uh, add some more dynamics as far as the gameplay goes. Yeah, I love the bit on, um, I think it's the Skywalkway or Skybridge. Yeah. Uh, You'd go down there and there'd be like, I think it was an Overshield or I can't remember what it was, but now they've got like a side piece on there. Yes. Uh, like right through the middle, and that's. Uh, I'm not too sure. That was never there in the original version, but it's going to create a lot more sort of, um, you know, close quarters down that skybridge because that would just. Yeah. It left kind of alone most of the time. Right, right. You know, and, and yeah, it, it was, you know, like you were worried about just, just dying from anywhere once you were on that bridge, you know, because uh, you were really kind of just open. But now having that ability to get up on that little ramp there you can get up to the dish much quicker so there's some extra there's some extra tactics that can be used with that now um now the other cool thing uh that was talked about is the background of this map they went in and actually built a two scale version of a halo ring behind this map ridiculous now on top of that that ring rotates while you're playing it. So it's feasible that you could see the whole ring while a game is going on. Hmm. I'd love to have that as like a screensaver. Oh my God. I'm saying, Uh, now I'm here's the thing that sucks. There's not going to be theater for halo two because uh, damn it. If there was holy shit, man, I know I'd be finding a way to break out of that map and, and, and finding a way to get, you know, closer to the ring to be able to see it more clearly without all the other map stuff in the way. But I just think that it's incredible that they recreated a whole Halo ring, like yeah. to scale. That's, That's ridiculous, crazy. you know? So I put a, uh, there's an animated GIF uh, that's on uh, on my site there. Uh, it's just a few seconds long, but I, you know, I urge you to just check it out, um, just to be able to see what all's going on in the background. And you can tell that it's it's slowly rotating as well. It's really cool stuff. Um, so let's see. I think we're just about done on Ascension. And you guys got any other any other, sorry any more thoughts on that? I'm just kind of curious about how the uh, the middle portion the bubble shield thing is going to work like is it a is it a one time per game or how often does it recharge and, right you know it was quite short when they did it like it, it didn't last for that long i think hmm. you know the um halo 4 what's that new map and you press the button and electrified the ramp or vertigo. Uh, vertigo. vertigo yeah i think it's going to be that kind of similar duration like they wouldn't want to have it any longer because that'll just break it Right, people just standing by the switch all the time with the shotgun is turning it on and off. But um, no, I, I couldn't admit it didn't last that long when they yeah. showed it. I I, I agree with uh, Martin there. I think uh, it's probably going to be one of these multi-use things, but it's going to have to take some time to recharge. Uh, one of the stations that they showed um, that 
where you could turn it on, it was lit up in blue. So, and then I can't recall, but I know that, you know, they pulled the switch. I would imagine that that blue would probably power down. And then once it was able to be used again, that, you know, once it goes back up to being blue, you could use it again. And I, I would also imagine that once you hit the switch at one location, all the other two switches as well will power down, you know, mm. I mean, that's, that's a guess. Again, they didn't really show that. Um, but you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have some control over that in Forge as well, to you know, to allow it to, you know, be a one-time use or never use it, or you know, have uh, the ability to tell it how quickly it can recharge and so on. I don't know that. Um, yeah, and if not, I'm sure there'll be a modded game tip. Oh God, yeah, somebody will come out with that. Now, one other thing to note uh, that was shown in the HUD is that in the lower left-hand corner where your radar is at, right above the radar. Uh, there was callouts, so now callouts oh, as they yeah, were in Reach, that. as they were you know as they showed in Reach, now they're showing on the remastered maps. So that's actually kind of cool for those people that don't uh, don't know what the callouts are or never used them, uh, or even if you did know them, you know it just helps refresh your memory at least for those specific maps. Uh, it's just a nice little added thing. Um, you know, I, I I like it. I think it's cool. I you know Zach, you know I like to use callouts. I used to do callout sessions in Halo 3, and I think it's it's a very important tool, uh, you know, in communicating with your team. And a team that's maybe a so-so team can be a good team if they have better communication, you know, oh, and they're yeah. able to play as a team. And and we're, his, we're, we're proof of that in our uh, gaming history because, you know, the, the, the previous group that we were in, um, not all of us were great players, and yet we were still able to win a good lot of our matches. Exactly. So uh, the other thing, too, uh, by the way, is that uh, there is also uh, in your HUD within the radar, um, there's a waypoint that shows where the uh, uh, where the weapons spawn at. So that's another thing to look out for. So that's pretty cool. All right, uh, let's move along here. Uh, they mentioned the sandbox, and the sandbox is everything uh, you know uh, that's included within the game. The, all the mechanics uh, that form the core of Halo gameplay. So that's you know player movement, weapons, equipment, vehicles, and so on. Um, and they had some discussion on that. Um, at this point, uh, Bravo steps in and kind of changes the discussion a little bit to talk about some of the game types that are coming back and some new ones that will be added in into the remastered maps. Uh, we're going to get one flag CTF again, which is great. We, we didn't really get that in Halo 4, so it's nice to have this come back. Assault. Thank God we're going to have Bomb back in the game. Now, let's not make a reference back to what happened earlier in RTX, but <laughs> it's glad to ha- I'm very glad to have this in the game. I enjoyed playing Assault. My, my wife jo- jokes with me all the time, though. She, you know, if I'm playing, you know, if I'm playing Halo, she's like, bomb taken, bomb drop. I'm like, no, no, it's not in this game, the last game, not this one. But she'll still do it. <laughs> but uh, Territories, Juggernaut's coming back, and, this, and they say many more. And what's interesting is uh, Ricochet is going to be added in uh, as well. Races that is going to be there, SWAT, Infection. So... It's really going to be cool to have all these uh, new game types, or not new, but new to Halo 2, uh, come into it. I want to see how Ricochet plays out with the Halo 2 settings, so I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, with Flag, though, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about uh, is it going to be like uh, 
Table four flag where you can't drop it, or is there actually going to be juggling? Yeah, they did. You, you know, they didn't go over that. But one thing that Bravo uh, did answer in one of the Q and A questions at the end of the panel, uh, somebody had asked about uh, some of the. Uh, you know, some of the shortcuts, the button, um, you know, the button combos and so on. And like BXR, for instance, and he said that BXR uh, will be usable on the classic Halo 2 maps, but that all of those kinds of things have been taken out for the uh, remastered versions. So, you know, yeah, as far as the flag goes, I'm very interested, interested to see what they do there, because personally, I love to be able to juggle the flag. Yeah, it's definitely like a tactical uh, strategy. Oh yeah, and, and for then, and when you're going up against a team that's pretty new, they get frustrated as hell when they hear flag taken, flag dropped, flag. <laughs> I mean, I know I got frustrated at the beginning. You know, I was like, "What the hell? What are they doing?" You know, and then when I realized, oh okay. I mean, I imagine with at least a bomb. I mean, you're not gonna. That would be kind of weird if you had a bomb and a pistol. Well, the, the bomb, now the bomb, which is also the oddball in Halo 4, that you can drop. It's all, you know, it's also the grip ball and all this. So, you know, that you can drop and pick up. So I'm not worried about the bomb so much. It's that flag that I'll be interest, interested to see. Yeah. Any more on that, guys, before we move on to the next really cool part of this? I'm excited to play oh. Territories again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Territories is fun. Yeah, and, and you know, there is a form of territories in Halo 4 in both Dominion and Extraction. Uh, you know, when you think about it, really, the core of what those games are, are like territories. It's different, but it, it does have its similarities to them. So, yeah. you know, but the original territories, absolutely, I'm looking forward to that coming back. All right, now the next part, this, this uh, for me, uh, was my favorite part of the whole conversation, and that is, we are now going to get a gun goose. And that yeah. means a mongoose with guns fitted at the front of it. A saw, apparently. It's a saw that attaches to the front of it. I mean, that how, how crazy is that? And that's going to be playable in the Halo 2 remastered maps. That's just... I mean, that's freaking crazy. I love the idea. You know, people don't use the mongoose so much uh, because, you know, it's a weak vehicle. Uh, you know, you, you know, it's almost suicide getting on it. Certainly, Halo 4, nobody wants to use it, even though it's crazy because it's actually, it's actually got, takes a lot of damage. But, but it, it's not offensive at all, you know. So this gun goose takes care of that. Now, what's really cool as well is that, uh, not only, you know, you as the driver, you can also shoot, but you can also have a passenger on there that can shoot as well. So you've got these two guns firing from the front of the mongoose, and your passenger can shoot as well. So you could be shooting from the front. They could be shooting from the back. You know, if they've got the flag in hand, I mean, you know, you're good to go, man. So I imagine some really cool stuff coming from that. And since they mentioned that race is going to be uh, part of the remastered maps, they also mentioned that gungus or gungeese will be in those. Is that crazy? Mongeese huh. death machines. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, I, it just, you know, oh, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited about it. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, you know. So, what are your guys' opinions there? Um, I'm a little iffy on the gungoose, but personally, I'm, I'm going to have to be the bad guy again. There's oh. always one. I'm not quite sold on it. I like the balance that the UNSC vehicles have right now. I mean, if you want a vehicle that 
can fight, just getting a warthog. The mongoose I've always seen is it's used for, you know, be fast with it. You can, you're a small target. You can stay, you know, try to avoid people. Mm-hmm. But this gungoose, I have a feeling it's gonna gonna offset the the vehicle balance. But then again, that's probably just me complaining about stupid things. <laughs> no, I well, you, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I think it. Uh, I think the mongoose is typically for transport um, and getting someplace quick. I think putting a gun on it, like how's it gonna work if you tried to transport a flag person? Is the flag person gonna be able to use the gun, or is the driver gonna be able to gun, or? The driver will use that gun. Yeah, it's. It, I, I think it. I think. Well, I don't know. They'll have to do some balancing, but I think it might right. be a little op. Well, we'll see. <laughs> the way I look at it is, I, I look at it as this is now uh, in direct competition with the ghost because you know the the ghost is pretty much the only single uh, single occupant vehicle for the covenant uh, and the mongoose the regular mongoose was that for the UNSC but it wasn't offensive whereas the ghost was so now the gun goose becomes the offensive one person uh, one person um, uh, vehicle you know with a warthog it has to be two people unless you park the you know park the warthog and then jump on the gun so you know at least now you have that one person capable offensive UNSC vehicle so you know, I'm going to take it in stride. I'm looking forward to it. You know, we'll see what happens with it. I know Mega Bloks is going to do a toy. They got to do a oh, toy yeah. on this, oh, so yeah. I'm definitely going to get get that. <laughs> I just got to add one more thing. I, sure. I will be fine with the gun goose if if the guns aren't so overpowered. You know, I see if what what three four three is thinking here is people on Mongies get really mad if they're trying to be sneaky with it and they just get attacked by a ghost and they can't do anything against it. Mm-hmm. So I can understand it if the guns are weak enough to the point where you don't want to be aggressive with them. But if you do get attacked by something, you can defend yourself at least until someone else arrives to help you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're doing a lot of testing on it, so we'll see what happens there. You know. Be nice if there was a beta for that, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. I, I think we're getting plenty on that on the disc. Yeah. So, all right. So the next part of this, which we're getting close to the end of this part of it, uh, of the uh, of the panel, is they revealed three concept uh, art pieces for the next map that they revealed, and the next map, bum bum bum, is coagulation. So. You know, what's cool about that is is there's usually been some kind of form of blood gulch. You know, it was blood gulch, then it was coagulation, then it was hemorrhage and reach. Uh, now, the remastered version for Halo 2 Anniversary, uh, you know, it's it, co- coagulation is one of these as well. And if you take a look at these concept uh, pieces, are you guys looking at them right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the one that's the very open part of it that's showing one of the bases, it's just fantastic it's beautiful the um the cave that you can cut through um i just i just love the way that that looks as well you know it's it's much more uh organic and kind of living you know it's uh uh you know, everything has just been you know just really upgraded visually uh the bases themselves and i'm assuming that that's the inside of one of the bases that uh that one concept picture like holy cow i would have never thought it would have looked like that you know so 
it's pretty exciting to see those. So now we know we've got ascension and then coagulation are two of the six maps. Uh, and then in the coming months, uh, they did mention in Q&A that we will find out what the other ones are. Uh, GamesCon is coming up uh, soon. San Diego Comic Con, I think, is next weekend or so. So they'll probably release one of the maps at each of those. Then there's also PAX that will be happening uh, at, at the end of August. So there's that. And then there's New York Comic Con. So that's four conventions there. So you have to make a reasonable assumption that they're going to reveal uh, one map per convention. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, now, lastly, now beyond the crowd shot that's there, by the way, that, that, that looked like a packed house, you know. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, the last thing they showed, and, and if you were at RTX or you were watching the Twitch stream and you left early, then you missed something. What you missed was a new trailer for the Master Chief Collection, and this focused solely on the Arbiter. And in fact, uh, I did post the actual video of that uh, a a few articles later. So it's actually one of the newer articles on the blog. Uh, So I highly recommend going and checking that out. There's a couple of lines in there that uh, really kind of make you wonder about some things. Um, The Arbiter, um, uh, I can't remember exactly, but I think he says something to the effect of... um, what will you think of me when you know what I've done? And, you know, it, it's making me think that he might have had to betray the chief, you know, to betray Master Chief, uh, you know, to stay good with his with his own people. Um, and it could be possible that he sent Chief into a trap with Julam Dama, you know, knowing that Chief is, you know, just you know, so lucky to be able to get out of situations that, you know, maybe Chief could take Julian Dama out for him, but in the meantime, he kind of gets rid of Chief and is out of his presence. So that's just a theory, of course, but um, I'm really interested to see what becomes of that. Uh, the cinematics that were shown from this, though, are just, you know, superb. Um, you okay there? Yeah, it's just my soda can. Okay. Um, this is being done by Blur, and it's the same company uh, that did the cinematics for Halo Wars. And the Halo Wars cinematics are just fantastic. Uh, and you have to figure that, you know, this is a few years along, so uh, the folks there have gotten even better. And uh, certainly the cinematic, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the new trailer uh, shows that for sure. Um, in fact, there is, I'm going to play this in just a minute here. So apologies for some of the background noise. It's a minute and 20 seconds long. Just listen in. I have had many names in this long war. The humans knew me as destroyer. I was Supreme Commander. The prophets named me Arbiter. And your Master Chief calls me Fred. How well do you know your friend? 
And what will he call me to be learned the truth of what I have done? So that is pretty ominous. You know, it really makes me think uh, that that's going to tie in with Halo 5 Guardians. It makes me think that, like I said, he's he has to betray Chief in some way. What do you guys think after listening to that? Yeah, that's what it sounds like as well. I mean, that line at the end kind of struck me, um, mm-hmm. struck me as well. So it should be interesting to see what happens. Now, there, there's one other thing uh, in this. And let me just get to this real quick. We do finally find out the first name of Agent Locke, who is the uh, the new uh, Spartan for Halo 5 Guardians. Uh, his name is Lieutenant Commander Jameson Locke. So now we know his rank and his uh, first name as well. Um, is there any correlation to anything there? I don't know. Um, I found that maybe slightly odd that Jameson kind of sounds like Johnson and Johnson being uh, an Orion. I wonder if there's any, you know, relation there, maybe, you know, um, who knows? Wouldn't it be something if Locke was either the clone of, or the son of Johnson? That would be trippy. That, I, I I would love that. I think that would be pretty cool. Martin, Zach? Yeah, man, absolutely. That <laughs> sounds pretty, that would be a cool idea. Yeah, something to, something certainly to think about anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so, um, so that's it for the panel. Um, there was really just a lot of really cool stuff that was uh, talked about and shown, and uh, you know, we've been able to go over all that. In fact, we've actually... Uh, been talking pretty much as long as the actual panel was. So what you heard from us is is essentially the panel. If you do want to see the whole panel again, though, and if you haven't seen it or you want to see it again, I have put up uh, a video uh, on the site. So if, you know, feel free to go uh, check that out as well. <clears throat> um, so just a couple other things, and then Zach, I do want you to chime in on some pro things in a minute here, and then we're, we're just about done. Uh, there was uh, another Mega Block set that was revealed today, and I was fortunate enough to uh, actually be a part of the reveal for this. It was a coordinated uh, reveal uh, that Mega Blocks revealed on their Facebook page, and I got to reveal on the blog uh, simultaneously. And uh, that new set that they showed today, it's called the Anniversary collection battleground and it features tartarus as one of the figures in it so you know as everybody knows tartarus is uh is the big boss battle in halo 2 i know there's a, there's a minor one with the prophet in it but that's really minor by comparison but tartarus uh, you know just fantastic he looks like he's bigger uh than the other figures in there and he should be uh the set also comes with two halo 2 marines um two of tartarus's brutes uh and you know they have that the big red fin on them as well now the only discrepancy in this set is that tartarus doesn't come with the fist of ruck hammer he actually comes with the standard hammer that they've been doing but it has gold trim on it instead and i think there's a good reason why they did that uh for it for you know for them to retool or or, or just make the whole, whole new tooling for a one-off weapon 
um, it probably was just cost prohibitive. Uh, you know, obviously, you well, you'd say, well, why? Not, what about the figure itself? Well, the figure's a little different. You know, I mean, you have to do the figure right. But a weapon, you know, they, they might think is not necessarily as important. So we'll see how that goes over for, with fans. I mean, I, I've been checking their Facebook page um, and a couple of the other collectors' forums that I posted this in, and it seems to be somewhat mixed. You know, most people were accepting of the fact that they didn't do the Fist of Rock. There's a couple of people that, you know, really wanted that, but I'm sure that somebody will come up with a, a good custom uh, that w- that can replace it if, they, if you really want to do that. Uh, in the meantime, this set should be coming out sometime in August. Uh, I believe it's a Toys R Us exclusive. No word on the price yet, but because it's a five-figure set, uh, and the average single pack figure comes at about three dollars. I'm going to guess that the price will be between fifteen and maybe twenty dollars. Again, because it's a uh, Toys R Us exclusive, and I, I do want to give a shout out again to Mega Blocks for uh, giving me advanced knowledge of this and allowing me to to uh, participate in the official reveal of this. So uh, let me see where we're at here. Uh, I just want to say that this this particular image that I'm looking at right now, this image looks like these figures have gotten a lot better in terms of quality. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I should make mention of that then. Um, <clears throat> the UNSC figures, all of the UNSC figures coming out from now until they decide to make another change have been upgraded. Uh, the shoulders now have the same shoulder joints that they use for their Call of Duty figures. So that means now they've got uh, much more uh, maneuverability. You can move the arms inward towards the chest now. They can hold, you know, they can hold their weapons uh, in a better position. As well with the UNSC figures, they have removable armor. So in the case mm-hmm. of the uh, these Marines, you can take off uh, uh, their chest armor and their shoulder armor. In the case of Spartans, you can take off... Uh, the chest, the shoulders, the uh, uh, the thighs as well, and, uh, and you know you can mix and match how you want to from there. So yeah, th- these figures are definitely uh, you know better than they've ever been, um, and and really you know they've been, they've got like so many points of articulation on them. You know they got knee joints, hip joints, uh, a waist joint, shoulder joints, elbows elbow joints, that is, uh, a wrist joint, and, of course, the head joint as well. So, I mean, it's just a massive amount of articulation as well as the sculpt and detail of the figures themselves. Uh, You know, personally, to me, I think, uh, and it's not just because, obviously, I'm close with Mega Blocks, but I think they are the best minifigures out there, you know, bar none. You know, they certainly beat Lego. You know, Lego's got their certain standard, and I know there's a lot of Lego fans out there, and, and I used to be, but when it comes to Halo... Mega Bloks just knocked it out of the park, and they just keep getting better. Yeah, these look really good. I'm definitely going to pick these up. Yeah. I, I plan on I'm probably, I, I want to get, say, three sets of this, uh, but I won't need the extra Tartaruses. So I'll probably have uh, a contest on the blog for for a Tartarus. So, you know, everybody listening out there, stay tuned for that. When these start to become available and I get extras, uh, you know, look forward to there being a contest for a Tartarus. When did the, uh, when does this particular set come out? Um, again, as far as I know, uh, it's going to be sometime in August and that will be uh, at Toys R Us. Uh, the, the other one, I think I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned it again, but the, the Shadow set, uh, that comes with Johnson and the Prophet and the new Arbiter color and all that. That's also Toys R Us, and that definitely is slated for, for August as well. 
Uh, just one other point on Megablocks. Uh, there is going to be another reveal tomorrow. I do know what it is, and I will be part of the coordinated re reveal of that as well. Um, I really can't give you any uh, hints or clues to that because you know, I'm kind of being held to an agreement not to say anything. Um, I'll just say that... Um, oh, how can I word this without giving anything away? I'll just say you'll be happy. I'll just say you'd be happy. That's about as blanket as I can give it. Uh, if you've been collecting Mega Blocks up till this point, you're pretty, you're going to be pretty happy about it. If you've not collected it, then uh, this set uh, would certainly be uh, a good one to get, even if it's your only Halo Mega Blocks purchase ever. Uh, and you'll understand why I say that when it's revealed tomorrow. Uh, as far as the time on that, well. Um, I can't really reveal that yet either. So, you know, you'll just have to stay tuned to Halo Fan for Life uh, through either, you know, the blog itself or through Twitter. Uh, because as soon as I post it on the blog, I, uh, I put the tweet up literally seconds, within seconds after that. So if you follow me either place. And then those tweets also go to the Facebook page So uh, for Halo Fan for Life. So, you know, if you follow any of those, you're going to find uh, uh, the link to that really quick and see what it is. <clears throat> okay, awesome. let's move on to a little bit regarding pros, uh, and then we're going to be close to being done here, so if you guys have anything to add after that, let, you know, let's feel free to. But I want to talk a little bit about um, the, some pro, game, or pro gamers' excitement for, uh, for Halo 2 Anniversary. Um, you know, uh, I kind of have a gripe with one of the guys in particular, um, because I kind of hold him responsible in a lot of ways for uh, the, the downfall of Halo, you know, after uh, Halo 3, because of all the griping. There were a lot of pros, it seems, uh, there were certainly a few of them anyways, that really seemed to bash Halo uh, when, you know, when Halo Reach came out, and then Halo 4 as well. And that really did contribute to not only the population in both of those games dwindling, but also Halo being removed from MLG as well, you know? I mean, why would MLG want to continue with Halo when the pros themselves are, you know, don't like the game? So, um, so Zach, I want you, you go ahead and talk all you want uh, regarding the pros here. And Martin just gave me a note that he's got to leave in a minute. So you know what? Before we do that, Martin, I won't hold you up any further. Brother, why don't you give us your your uh, shout-outs, and then I'll let you go. Good man. Cheers, buddy. Um, got an emergency at work. There's a big flood in the shopping mall, which has taken out half the mall. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, the flood? The flood? Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez, yeah. I wish. <laughs> no, I wish go ahead. Then I, wouldn't, then I wouldn't have to go to work. Don't get infected. <laughs> Infected, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, so yeah, I've got a new game attack. Um, that's HFFL Big Kiwi. Um, feel, yeah, free yeah. To fr feel free to add me as a friend. Um, you can follow me at the Halo Opinion. Um, that's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cheers for having me, and I'll be catching you guys online shortly. Oh, most definitely. Take it easy, Martin. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Martin. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, man. All right. So, Zach, uh, you know, I know that you're really into the pro thing. Uh, and, and, Brent, I know you're competitive as well. So, please, Zach, go ahead and talk about whatever you want to with relation uh, you know, to Halo 2 uh, coming back, possibly with MLG, um, and, uh, and the opinions of the uh, pro gamers and so on. 
Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it's definitely been kind of an interesting, interesting few weeks, especially after E3. Um, I mean, there's been like a lot of uh, a lot of pros kind of coming back out of the woodwork. Like you have, uh, I don't, I don't know if Walshy has come out. I think, I think he might come back. I don't know, but Walshy actually just turned thirty a couple weeks ago, so. <laughs> Who knows? Well, now, wait a second. Are you saying that people that are older can't play video games? Is that what not, you're saying? N- not at all. Not at all. I, I usually can hold my own, and I'm, a, uh, you know, and, and I'm <clears throat> years old. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so I think uh, Ogre 2, who's a legendary Halo 2 pro, and a bunch of other, uh, other pros are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just really excited to see Halo back on, you know, like the MLG main stage, which is like, which is, you know, what a lot of people are happy for or hoping to see. Yeah. Um, Has it been officialized yet? I mean, you know, is it official? Is MLG bringing uh, Halo back onto the circuit? It's pretty much official. I mean, nobody's really confirmed like 100% we will have uh, Halo 2 or Halo 3 but um, UGC which is actually partnered with MLG is doing a Halo 2 tournament. Um, and, and UGC I, stands for? Uh, um, um, Ultimate Gaming Championships. Okay, there you I go. Think. I think. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, that's um, alright. I just made that up. Off the line. <laughs> that's, that's fine, go ahead. Um so yeah, they're doing a Halo 2 event, um, which I imagine will be streamed on MLG TV. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, but like uh, Sundance DG Giovanni, who's like the CEO, so to speak, of MLG, um, said that he was going to buy a bunch of copies of the Master Chief Collection, but um, there hasn't really ever been like a confirmed like yes. It will be on the circuit. You know, here's, you know, the list. By the way, it's um, Ultimate Gaming Center. You were very close. Oh, well, there we go. I, I like my abbreviation better. Um, <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah, so anyway, um, you know, a lot of people are excited about Halo 2. Um, me personally, I'm more excited about Halo 3 because that's kind of where I thrived. Right. Um, and myself and Cheese and a couple of our, of our good friends will be uh, – be competing in Halo 3 competitively under the HFFL name. So. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. Talk some more about that. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's going to be myself, Cheese, uh, Fumbles, and DJ Booty. Um, you know, basically just doing our best, trying to make a name for ourselves and under the HFL, FFL name. Uh-huh. You know, it's, uh, I've always wanted to compete in Halo 3, and I know Cheese and Fumbles and Deej have one or two as well. So, I mean, we, with the resurgence of Halo 3, we get another shot at it. Yeah, and, and everybody's already registered on MLG to go through uh, the uh, the game brackets then. Uh, we just have to come up with a uh, a name that we can all agree upon. We've got some names going, you know, bouncing around back and forth in the HFFL forums. Uh, you know, certainly anybody out there that's listening, if you've got an idea for a good, a good name, nothing vulgar now, please, but a good name, <laughs> Uh, you know, let me know, either email or uh, reply in the blog or on the forums in that thread, you know, however you want to let us know. Uh, we could certainly use your support. I'm, I'm going to count myself as kind of the unofficial coach on this. Um, but, yeah, I'll be uh, sponsoring the guys as best as I can. And I really wish them luck. You know, I think it'll just be fun to see them compete regardless of how they do. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to possibly go to an MLG event. I mean... I mean, back when it was popular, I was in college, like I was a mm-hmm. sophomore in college, so I really couldn't 
didn't do much. Um, right. But now with like an actual job and you know some other stuff, I can kind of I can kind of you know see where it takes me. Wouldn't it be crazy if we could somehow organize an MLG Pittsburgh? And That'd have, be awesome. You know, I mean, I I would certainly be a sponsor for that. Then you know, yeah. oh my god, that would be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just crazy. This is kind of like a tangent, but it's it's just crazy how fast esports has has grown over the years, especially MLG. I mean, it hasn't been with Halo, but it, you know, it's where it's at right now. MLG um, just adding Halo could mean so much more. Yeah, I mean, they really came about because of Halo. So I I think now is certainly the right time for them to give props back to Halo. Um, I do think it's a little funny how uh, some of the pros that were either retired from Halo, uh, you know, or went on to other games, or even those 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 few I mentioning, uh, you know, that were bashing it, uh, that they're coming back to what they might consider to be, you know, another opportunity for the glory days. Um, personally, yeah. I want to see some new blood in there. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the pros come back for sure. There's a couple of guys out there that uh, I just don't care for, uh, but yeah. those are the guys that I I. You know, I have strong feelings uh, about them regarding them just trashing Halo. Uh, you know, I if, if you're going to do that, then I really don't want to see you come back. You know, but maybe yeah, that's I me. Mean, but I think there's other people that feel that way too. Yeah, one, one person in particular, Gandhi. He, uh, you know, he's he, he was kind of influential and in really bashing Halo Four. And I mean. Mm. You know, it's fine when you do it like once in a while, but once you have a following like that of like a lot of people just constantly bashing and belittling everything that anybody's trying to do to like research that or whatever, just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't kind of make you credible to me. Yeah. At least as, at least as a Halo fan. I mean, if you remember one of his videos way back in the day, um, before he started trying to cast, cod events was he was like i want to go where the money is you know yeah yeah and and that's kind of one of my issues with gandhi is that uh you know i i don't consider him a a quote-unquote halo pro i just consider him as a pro gamer that you know that he's looking at it as a career and he's in it for the money so you know that um uh that seemed to be pretty evident uh when subsequently he really started trashing halo i mean you know halo is what made him so regardless of what it might become i just didn't think it was right for him to do that and uh yeah he's i I would have to say that he's uh he's the top guy on my list that i I just would rather not see just because of what he's what he's done and his influence his negative influence uh for halo but anyway i mean he's I mean, he's he's kind of said that he's going to dedicate his season to his friend that just passed away. Um, so I mean, that's that's kind of nice. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, um, I, I don't know. I can't really comment on how gen- genuine it might be. It might be very genuine, or it might be a good way to kind of like Diffuse. mitigate that kind of like right. negative feedback. But you know, it could be you know whatever but um it'll be interesting to kind of see you know where you know 
um, Optic Gaming, a huge uh, yeah, yeah. Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty um, team, is you know has a Halo team now under Optic Halo and uh, Flame Sword himself. So I mean, yeah. that's that's probably the people that you know I'll be rooting for if I'm you know not competing, which I will be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and uh, and I think it's exciting. Um, for instance, um, whoa, we got some background noise there, guys. Want to get? Sorry, that's probably the AC. Okay. So uh, I think it's exciting uh, for the likes of, uh, for Bravo and Ghostiami, you know, who, uh, you know, who were big back in the day, of course. Um, you know, Ghostiami right now, he is competing in the play a pro portion of RTX. So you get the opportunity to play against him uh, in, uh, I believe it's Halo 2 Anniversary. It might, yeah, I think it is. And if you, if you get a kill on him, you get a special poster. Um, and from what I understand, there have hardly been any posters given out and it's not just him. There's a, there's a couple other fellows as well. Uh, Mason Cobb, he's, he's one of the, I think I saw at one point he was 25 and Oh, so, and I don't think anybody had even killed him. If somebody is lucky enough to actually win a match against one of those guys, they get a very nice prize package. Uh, you can definitely check that out through the blog, but you know, I can't see any, any normal person, you know, uh, winning against them. I think it's just an accomplishment if you can get a kill on them. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, unfortunately with ghost working for three, four, three now, he can't really get back into the competitive scene as a player, but I can definitely see, uh, Bravo and ghost, uh, casting the events and that would be cool. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, ghost will, ghost will most likely be a caster. I mean, He's, he's a pretty good caster. He he casted at the land last year, you know. I he mean, casted I, my gameplay. I, I was excited <laughs> to have him, you know. Yeah, and that 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 kind of made my whole year when he casted my gameplay, even though it was an awful gameplay. <laughs> but he still casted still, you know. I mean, how many people can say that they've had Ghostiami uh, cast their game? You know, I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty few, you know. And uh, I certainly was honored to have him. Uh, last year, I, I don't know if we're going to be lucky enough to get him back. Uh, I have uh, reached out to some of the other three four three folks, as well as a few of the pros out there. Um, I, I did reach out to uh, one of the Suddeth brothers uh, to see if uh, you know if they're in the area. Maybe they can uh, uh, pop in for a bit. But uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, you got anything else you want to mention there on the pro scene? Um, not not entirely. Uh, I'm just really excited to see. Um, if MLG does pick it up and, you know, if it's going to be Halo 2 and Halo 3 or, you know, one or the other, I, I would hope it be more Halo 3 and not, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with Halo 2, but yeah. I'd really like to compete in Halo 3 as much as I can. So Yeah, I, I see, well, I, I, because it's Halo 2 anniversary, I would see that being, that would be it. But who knows, maybe they'll run a Halo 2 and a Halo 3 tournaments concurrently you know and that would be cool you know i think people would love to see that again um you know what real quick uh, before we uh, we head off regarding uh, uh you know pro tournaments and such uh there's this group uh that is running the tournament down in rtx iron gaming um there is a little bit of controversy with them because they had uh some dealings with agl before and as we know agl is now a defunct league uh, and they really kind of screwed things up uh, for pro gaming with regards to Halo. I mean, they were the only thing for Halo gaming, and, and you know they were starting to come into their own. 
and then they just kind of screwed up. So all of a sudden, Iron Gaming just seemed to come out of nowhere, and a lot of folks were hesitant because of the experience with AGL and as well uh, Iron Gaming having their uh, you know an association with AGL. So uh, what I've heard from RTX is that a lot of the players haven't been happy with the setups because the tables were very small and like if you look at some of the pictures i posted from rtx they're literally like elbow to elbow shoulder to shoulder i mean it's really tight quarters in there uh and there were a lot of enough people that made uh remarks complaints concerns about it that uh, they did uh finally get some bigger tables for them i mean they, they were cramming like four people into one of those uh what, is, what are they like a three by eight table or whatever it is you know four people on each side on each side, that's just that's too yeah. many people. Now they're there doing. There was like there was like people playing CS:GO with like the mouse on the table and like the keyboard on their laptop or yeah. the keyboard on their lap. Yeah, so you know, so they seem to listen to that, and also they've moved the finals uh, for. Uh, for the tournaments to tomorrow, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, to catch some wind or catch wind on that and get some news uh, on the uh, on the actual finals for that. And, and if so, of course, I'll be reporting that on uh, on HFFLs, you know, on, on the blog. Um, Did you see the picture though of that same um, the same picture where the CS:GO players were all crowded? Oh yeah, one of, one of the backdrops like behind them had like the iron gaming and then the AGL logo right next to it. Oh, I didn't see the AGL logo. Yeah. Oh, it's like they recycled some old like backdrops. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's ooh, pretty bad. yeah, that's not, that's not good. So yeah, I, I don't know if iron gaming is going to be the go-to league. Uh, I really do hope, and this is no offense to those guys, but I really hope that it's MLG because MLG is a proven league, and they've been around certainly long enough, and they've held successful, many successful Halo tournaments in the past. So I'd like to see it go the way of MLG then and, uh, you know, pick that up. And I know for some of you out there that have known me for a long time, you're looking at me probably right now, or you're looking, you're listening to this and going, what? Because, you know, I really wasn't big on pro gaming. Uh, you know, really... It, um, I have to say that it's just really a, a certain few individuals that I feel ruined my uh, my enjoyment of any pro gaming kind of things. And now that I've been in the community longer, gotten to know some more of the people, uh, certainly last year's Halo 4 Global Championship, uh, you know, that, that helped to turn me around in my thinking to realize it wasn't all of the pro gamers, that there really were just a few of the people out there that were the rotten apples that were kind of making things bad. Um, so, you know, my, that's why my thoughts have really turned around. And I, I would like to see, uh, you know, Halo become uh, part of the MLG circuit again, because I would love to see its popularity rise. Uh, that's going to only be a good thing for the community and, and whole 343 in specific and, and so on. All right, fellas. Well, uh, do you have anything else that you want to add in? Uh, no, I'm fine. Brent? Okay. Zach? Uh, no, not uh, not about uh, the, the pro topic. So okay. Much, Anything else that you want to add in there um, before we wrap it up? I don't know. Are we doing plugs now? Or? Yeah, yeah. If you want to do that, we'll, okay. we'll go yeah. ahead and do that. So go ahead and plug yourself. Yeah, so, um, you know, go ahead and uh, check me out on Twitter. It's at the Halo Array. Um, also, it'd be really nice if you follow me on Twitch as well. Um, What's your Twitch the, channel? It's it's the same um, it's the same it's the Halo Array. Um, hopefully, 
within the next 20 weeks, I'm going to be streaming some MLG playlists on Halo 3. Um, forewarning, I'm not the best at the playlist, but I am I am learning and uh, getting a little better day by day. So, All right, cool. And Brent, our guest, go ahead, pitch whatever you want, brother. Uh, if you could follow me on Twitter, uh, at TheBigCheese320. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, same same name, the Big Cheese Three Twenty. Uh, that's that's about all I've got. Oh, and my Twitch, your Twitch, Twitch. yeah, same thing, the Big Cheese Three Twenty. There and you then go. Xbox, Xbox Gamer Tag, HFFL, Big Cheese. And, and by the way, I think that's pretty cool that uh, you know you changed your name to HFFL Big Cheese, and then Martin changed his to HFFL Big Kiwi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, for, for you folks out there, if you want to be a part of the HFFL Gaming Group, we usually have a community night every Friday night, and you're welcome to join us, uh, you know, really throughout the week as well. Uh, you know, get some games in with us uh, if we like your gameplay. You don't have to be skilled, okay? Uh, it helps, but you don't have to be. Uh, as long as you're a team player, you know, uh, that's kind of one of the things that we're really looking for. Um, but I'll say that you don't have to change your gamer tag. You can keep it as is. Uh, it's just pretty cool, though, that the two fellas decided to change their names. And the fact that one is Big Cheese and one's Big Kiwi. Uh, it's funny because I know Zach was joking around that he would be uh, Little Cheese. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'll I'll make an F, uh, HFFL tag for uh, for some Halo Three action. There you go, there you go. So, all right, folks. Well, uh, for myself, uh, again, the blog is halofanforlife.com. Uh, I am on Twitter as well. Uh, same thing, Halo Fan for Life. Uh, my gamer tag is Halo Fan for Life One. So, if you want to uh, send me either a friend request or you'd like to be included in our community nights, feel free to message me. Uh, and uh, you know, like I said, we'd be glad to have you. Um, I also have a Facebook page, and that is Halo Fan for Life Eleven. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, Halo Fan for Life was taken, and I think even Halo Fan for Life 1 was, so that's why I have the 11 there. As I mentioned, all blog posts get uh, tweeted within seconds of them being put up on the blog, and those tweets do go directly to Facebook as well. So whether no matter what way you're following me, uh, you'll be able to get uh, the news pretty much instantly from the moment I put it on the blog to the other venues as well. Uh, well, we are nearly at an hour and 40 minutes, so I think we've uh, talked about everything that we could at this point for RTX and some other things. So I want to thank uh, Zach, uh, Martin, who had to leave earlier because of the flood invasion, <laughs> and, and our guest Brent, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you two fellas uh, next month. Again, happy birthday to you, Brent. And uh, yeah. that's it for our show, folks. So uh, until next time, we are out of here.